Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. We are spending our lives in spaces where we, for the most part, don't meaningfully know the people closest to us. And I just think that's not, we're missing out. And today's guest is going to teach us how not to miss out. We're joined today by Shannon Martin. She's the author of Start With Hello and Other Simple Ways to Live as Neighbors Today on Connections. She's going to share the importance of building a community. She's going to give us some practices and real talk and steps on how we can get started, even for those of us who feel awkward. Shannon Martin joins us today. She is the author of The Ministry of Ordinary Places and Falling Free. She's also the author of a new book that we're discussing today titled Start With Hello and Other Simple Ways to Live as Neighbors. Well, Shannon, we're happy to talk to you today about a topic that my wife and I have been really thinking about the last year, um, how to get to know our neighbors. We just moved a year ago and we're still trying to get to know them. But before we dig into that, we should get to know you then. Who is Shannon Martin? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I live here in Goshen, Indiana with my family. We have three teenagers still at home and one grown kiddo out of the house. Um, My husband is the chaplain of the county jail here in Elkhart County, and I work at our neighborhood kitchen where we serve hot lunch to our neighbors five days a week. How did you find yourself helping out in the uh, local neighborhood soup kitchen and getting to know people that way? Yeah, um, I'm on staff there, so I was hired in, I don't know, it's been maybe four years now, and, and I just you know, I knew this organization existed. I knew a lot of my neighbors had used its services. And I finally got curious enough to just go in and take a tour. I had no, I had no um, thought that I would ever actually work there. But I was I was captured immediately by the big, uh, you know, like the big three bay sinks and the the stoves and all the equipment I love to cook. And it wasn't long after that, that they offered me a job. And when you did start working there, what was it about it that really, I guess, interested you or really drew you in? It Just the community of the place, you know, and I, I'm so taken by any organization or anything happening where the focus is on that connection and bringing people together, bringing neighbors together in a way that's really dignifying and honoring. You know, I think I think everybody deserves to eat really well and just kind of the team effort that comes around that, even just with, you know, the donations that come in, uh, the local grocery stores that help support what we do. It's just a really beautiful picture of what it looks like for a community to come around people who are in need. And it's amazing how a life can change when somebody just simply like says hello or, or looks at them and maybe even acknowledges them something as simple as that can actually change a life it's beautiful yeah. absolutely beautiful what can come out of that absolutely i completely agree i think you know we can look out into our lives and every single relationship we have whether it's a really close relationship or just more of an acquaintance every relationship starts really low to the ground in that really simple space of just eye contact and saying hello so it doesn't mean it always grows into something really beautiful and magical but it often does so we need to just get better at kind of putting ourselves out there a little bit. You talk about this in your book. You have a new book, Start With Hello and Other Simple Ways to Live as Neighbors. What inspired you to write this book? I was inspired to write this book 
not long after my family and I moved into this particular neighborhood in Goshen, we've been here for about 11 years now, so it's been a while, but I, I landed on this sort of crash course to figure out, okay, why does it matter to be connected with the people around me? And I spent years kind of answering that question. And then I, I circled back around to the question I wish somebody had helped me answer, especially in those early years, how do I do it? So I wanted Start With Hello to be a really practical guide that's accessible to a variety of people living in a variety of places and just cram it full of really simple and tangible and basic ideas of this is this is like a field guide. This is this is going to give us ideas and tips and just really practical ways to move forward in that space. Why why is meeting neighbors important and connecting with them to you? Yeah, you know, I think we, wherever we're living, there we are. You know, it's that kind of thing. Here we are. Um, whether we're here for a short amount of time or basically forever, we are spending our lives in spaces where we, for the most part, don't meaningfully know the people closest to us. And I just think that's not, we're missing out. You know, when we when we live our lives in a particular place without feeling connected to that place, to the people around us, there, there's just a fundamental part of of life and belonging and connection that we're missing out on. So I, I just, I, I believe that there's something really magical and beautiful and it's messy sometimes, it's not always easy, but just the idea of being able to look out around you and know that the people around you, you know their faces and names, they know yours, they know you have their back and you know they have your back. And sometimes it's as simple as that. It doesn't mean we're necessarily going on vacations with each other, although that might be a lot of fun. Um, but it's just kind of, you know, we can let it start at a really basic level of knowing those faces and names and trusting that, you know, on our best days and our worst days, these are the people physically closest to us. And it would be to our advantage to know who they are. What a better time than now to start after being stuck inside our homes, even though we have these people beside us. Um, what a better yeah. time now, better time than now to get out there and say hello. You never know. That's what right. That. That's it. And, and you know, it's often slow work and it, it often feels like, you know, it, it just sounds so basic to just let's just start making eye contact and saying hello we can let the work be slow and trust that it will carry us. You know, so sometimes I, I can attest in my neighborhood, there are a number of people who over time and over some intention, they've become actual friends of mine, but it, it has to start at that really um, basic level. Why? That, that's a scary thing to do for a lot of people. I find just saying hello, looking your neighbors in the eye as they go by the sidewalk. <laughs> Most people put down their head and right. ignore each other. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you think that Why? is? Well, I think it's a vulnerable thing. I think we've been taught to be kind of wary of each other. We've been kind of coached to be suspicious or to just leave people alone. You know, we keep drawing further inside, but I know one of the tricks I use is to put myself on the other side. So if there's something I kind of, you know, I want to try this, but it feels kind of awkward or scary or whatever. Imagine being out on a walk in your neighborhood and somebody simply looks at you in the eye and says hi, and they keep going. I, I just don't know that many of us would be mad about that, you know? And so to to be able to just flip that, flip that, you know, that formula and say, okay, these are low stakes it doesn't mean that everybody is going to be friendly back, but, you know, even if they're not, that's okay. You know, we've kind of, we're building that 
that muscle memory to just get better at this, to expect that it might be kind of awkward sometimes. I wish I had a cure for awkwardness, but it turns out I don't. Um, but we can just, we can expect a little bit of awkwardness and we can trust that we will survive it and just keep trying. In your book, you talk a little bit about waking up practice. Tell us what that is and how it works. My waking up practice began accidentally when I started walking my kids to school every day. And this was when they were younger. They're all in high school now and doing different things. But when they were small, we started just walking to and from school. It was there was no, nothing behind it other than, you know, it was a practical decision. But I started to, you know, through this repetitive walk right here in my neighborhood, I started to notice things that were beautiful every single day on that short walk. And I would, you know, take a picture sometimes, sometimes post it on Instagram because that's what we do. Um, but the more I started to really intentionally seek the beauty of my place and the beauty of this world, the sky, the trees, nature and creation happening around me, it just helped me get better at paying attention and noticing the people around me as well. And so I think this this intentional practice of waking up to what whatever happens to be immediately around us, it does lead us back to each other. It leads us back to knowing knowing each other and recognizing each other. And it just kind of feeds itself. So the more we do it, the more we want to do it. And and the more we ultimately come closer together. Uh, what's your experience been like as you've started to do this in your own life? My experience has been that the more I find this particular place beautiful and just seek the beauty in it, um, the more I come to know people and the more I come to love these people around me. And the the best part for me is over time, I find myself being loved by the people around me. Um, I think that's kind of at the heart of living as neighbors is that we sort of just take turns asking for what we need and offering what we can. And it's got to be this kind of back and forth situation. We can't always be the one helping or giving. We have to be receiving. And so once we kind of settle into that place of you know, we're just all here living our busy lives, our full lives. We're doing the best we can with what we've got. Life becomes just a little easier and a little more, um, you know, we, we belong in our place a little bit better when we start to look out at each other. Um, and that's where we start to kind of, you know, have that, that give and take with each other that just simply it makes life more fun. It makes life a little easier. My neighbors have, have saved me on more than one occasion it's just, it's a really, it's a really sweet place to be. Yeah, I think one of the main reasons we ignore people and don't want to meet more people and invite neighbors into our life, like, oh, I already have so much going on, right? I don't have right. time for this. And then we complain, oh, I'm so isolated and I have nobody to help me, right? Or, well, yes. I'm giving away conversations in our house. We don't have family around, right? <laughs> right. And we're like, oh, we never have family around. Oh, we never talk to our neighbors. Like, yeah. hey, we could be family for one another. We could help each other out. That's absolutely true. A lot of the people in my neighborhood and, you know, I'm thinking of my next door neighbors. They also don't have family near them. Their Their family is in another country. And so they're... There's something to this idea of just going first and choosing each other in all our complexities and in all of our quirks and, you know, the things that it can be challenging to to find common ground, but it's always there. And I think you hit on something really important. We are all feeling kind of busy and maxed out, but we're also all feeling just a little bit disconnected and lonely. So being willing to just take that first step. And that's what start with hello. It's 
it's very small steps. It's a bunch of small little steps. We don't have to do them all, but pick one. This reminds me so much of the bay that I live in right now. Like we have this amazing bay. People come in, the new neighbors that move in are like, wow, it's a community. It's just this little bay, one entrance into the bay. We all kind of have our little community. And like you said, like my my son has had to go to the hospital a few times. All I have to do is tell my daughter to run across the street and go to the neighbor's house. And they they have a place to go. It is absolutely amazing what happens when you build that community. And I think we are all really looking for that, or most of us, most of us are looking for that, even if we haven't admitted that to ourselves. But even that little story that you just told illustrates it so well. It's these really little ordinary moments in our lives where, you know, we can just take a step back and say, I mean, who here would not want that? That if we were in a moment of crisis, that we just had people immediately surrounding us who knew us already that could kind of come in and and hold us up through something challenging. I just think that's really the dream that that's the it feels kind of old timey almost, but it doesn't have to be. It's not out of reach right now to live that way. And I like uh, our community too. It's intergenerational. Like it's it's all ages and yeah. too. So like you said, it it can be accomplished by basically anyone. Yeah, I think I think that's the beautiful thing. And I've experienced that as well, that some of my closest friendships have ended up being with people who on paper I might not have everything in common with, you know, particularly phase of life or age. But we get so used to kind of looking for people who are just similar to us or just like us. We're missing out on really beautiful and meaningful and and interesting connections with people who have differences with us. So I'm I, I'm a big, big fan of just kind of scrapping looking around in the most literal way and, and kind of saying, okay, I'm here right now and so are you. Let's figure out why that matters. So when I hear you talking, what I hear, Shannon, is the word hospitality just screaming out at me. So talk a little bit about hospitality and you know, maybe how we've traditionally viewed hospitality and and what you think maybe hospitality needs to be redefined as. Yeah, I just, I find myself dissatisfied with the word hospitality. I think it sounds unnecessarily fancy. (laughs) It just sounds like a kind of a frou-frou word when, when all it really is at its core is welcome. Welcome into my home, however it happens to be. Welcome to my patio. Welcome into who I am. You know, it's it's just kind of this, this is me, I welcome you in. That's an invitation to belong with each other and to each other just as we are without pretense or without trying to impress each other. I think Martha Stewart, you know, I'm a fan of Martha Stewart, but I think she kind of gave us some baggage <laughs> along the way that, that hospitality has to be a four course meal made from scratch and candles are lit. And the house is perfect. And and almost none of us live that way. So I have learned specifically from my neighbors what it looks like to just say, hey, come on in. You know, it is what it is in this house. Or, you know, my husband always says, yeah, the house is messy. People live here. We are living our lives and we're so afraid to be seen. We're so afraid that we're the only ones who don't have it all together. When, again, it's one of those things that I think we're all kind of worried about the same thing. So if we can just begin to practice dropping that bar, you know, as my neighbors let them into or invited me into their spaces that were imperfect, I then could turn around and say, oh, okay, 
they're not perfect either. So maybe I don't have to be, and then just turn around and, and, and do the same. And that's just a better and truer place to really get to know each other. I recently experienced this with a friend. I went into her house and I was like, oh, wow, you're not what I, this isn't what I expected. And it's great because this is what my house looks like. And yes, now the two of us are so comfortable that it's like, you can come at any time because I'm not embarrassed. And you just, right. it's so much more relaxing. It is. And, and it just requires one of us to go first. So why not us? You know, it's like when I, I've had the same thought where people invite me in and I get to see more of the real them. And I, it, it just feels like a tremendous honor to be invited in and to, to be trusted in that way that I'm not there to judge. Um, and, and neither are they. So, yeah, it's, it's something that we've got to work towards and we do need to practice it. But we can start in small and simple ways with, you know, number one, at, the, at some point we might come to inviting people into our homes for a meal. And I know that's further up the ladder. We might not all be ready to start there. But when we are ready for that, what if we just had lunch meat sandwiches or frozen pizza or, you know, what if we intentionally kept the food really, really basic? Everybody's happy with it. It's less stress for us. And then again, it just sets that tone of, okay, this is what we're about. We're not about trying to impress or outdo each other. We're just about spending time together. I say ice cream Sundays. (laughs) Yes, that's an excellent (laughs) idea. I had a friend that did cereal night. Like just invited some people over and had cold cereal and milk. And it was so much fun. It was unexpected. It was inexpensive and just a lot of fun. Potato chips and hot dogs. That's the next way to go. (laughs) Yeah. Hot dogs, not barbecue because that's. You got it. (laughs) Uh, In your book, you write, um, you write about um, it's time to reclaim too sensitive as our honor badge for everyday citizenship. Well, some may say. Uh, we are too sensitive. What are your thoughts on these conflicting views? Yeah, you know, that's something that I hear more and more um, is, you know, everybody's just too sensitive and, you know, just language changes and culture changes and all of this is happening. And it can feel like it's a lot to keep up with. But I think that's kind of at the heart of of what's keeping us separated is that we are, it's almost like we're afraid to just honor each other in that way. Even if we don't completely understand something, um, even if even if it's new to us and we're just doing our best and we're afraid of making mistakes and, and all these things, but to be able to say, okay, this is something that was was hurtful to you or this is something that matters to you. If it matters to you, it's gonna matter to me too. Like to be able to just choose being sensitive on behalf of our neighbors, on behalf of the people around us, rather than jumping immediately to defensiveness and, and you know, whatever the case may be, worrying about ourselves. But to be able to kind of shift that and say, yeah, if this matters to you, then, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it matter to me too. I don't think that's being too sensitive. I think that's, that's really kind of an honor to get to be sensitive on for the sake of each other. At the end of the day, we can just bring this all back to the Bible. Everything you say just basically describes the Bible and yeah. loving thy neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That's the question or the idea that sent me off on this journey, honestly, is, okay, this seems to really matter to the heart of God. God seems really interested in, in us knowing each other and more than knowing each other, really loving each other and sharing our lives together. I wonder why that is. 
And it's like, as we dig into that, it is just this, you know, we were, we were built, we were created to know each other and to need each other. And, and so much about our lives and our culture has pulled us away from that. And so we're just, we've got to do what we can to, to find our way back to each other. I've got a lot of more questions, but we should wrap soon. But what Colleen <laughs> said and what you just said just made me think that's actually like the the true definition of biblical hospitality. You know, people at church say, oh, we love hospitality. And they talk about, well, we're inviting friends over and people from church over. But biblical hospitality yeah. means inviting the stranger in and treating yes. them as a friend and our neighbors are strangers until we start getting to know them a little bit better, right? That's right. That's right. And it's so true. And that's where, you know, I come back to that idea that we're just, if we're trying to to build community only of people who are like us, whatever we think that might be, we're just simply missing out on the richness and the complexity and the abundance of God's kingdom. So I'm just here to to give us that nudge. You know, we can start in such small, simple ways, but to really, to really kind of let ourselves be curious about the people around us and just see what grows from there. I like that hey. picture, getting a glimpse of the kingdom as we meet all these neighbors. I was just going to say, it sounds all beautiful, all simple, all easy, <laughs> but I know there's going to be some listeners out there going, even after we've described, you know, if you're awkward, whatnot, that are still going to sit here going, uh, uh, no, uh-huh. not happening. What would you say to them? Yeah, there, there are people saying, you don't know my neighbors, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I would just, I would encourage us to, to reframe our, uh, our minds on this, to, to begin to believe, because I, I really believe it's true, difference does not mean dangerous. We don't have to be kind of side-eyeing each other or keeping our safe distance. Um, it, it, again, it doesn't mean that we're meant to be best friends forever with everybody around us, but it does mean that it's more of like a posture shift that we that we understand, again, this matters to the heart of God. This is woven through scripture. And it's it's really up to us to figure out why and what's what's there for us but in order to do that, we've got to be willing to kind of turn ourselves around to stop framing life around, you know, just nuclear family and the people that live under our roof. And to get back to this really inner interconnected, woven together vision of what community really means, we if we're going to get there, we've got to start somewhere bite sized and small. We've got to just start taking walks in our neighborhoods um, being curious about the people around us and saying hello to each other. That's where it all begins. There's so much good stuff to dig into here. Start with hello and other simple ways to live as neighbors. I'm going to read it with my wife. Sounds like a great small group study to read too. It is. Uh, Shannon. There's a there's a discussion guide available on my website, in fact. So Perfect. yes, that's there. This is a great book to read in community. Hey, tell us the website then. Where can we find your website, find more about the book, the discussion sure. guide, and everything else you're up to? Yeah, you can find all of that at shannonmartin.com. And, and it is Shannon with an A at the end instead of an O. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but shannonmartin.com, you can find, there's a faith-based discussion guide, a more general discussion guide. My famous pickle recipe is there. Um, and the audiobook is is available starting today. So I did read the audiobook and and I'm super excited. That's just out today too. 
Very cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for making time for us. We really appreciate it. I loved it. Thanks for having me on. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.